Hello and welcome back to the Label 1976 podcast. My name is True Straub and I'll be your host. Man, if you could hear these outtakes, I should sell them for a pretty penny because they are hilarious. I crack myself myself up trying to do this intro over and over again before I actually put it up. The editing process on a podcast, I'm telling you guys, it might be TMI, but it's rigorous. But I still love it, and I still do it, and I still look forward to doing it each week. So there's that, that part. So now into my catch-up. I've honestly been slowing up a lot on my social media presence. Um, not even my social media presence. I, I can't even call it that. I would say my social media uh, gazing. And I don't really know why. I think that these days... I'm having to give myself like a schedule because time just seems to be going so fast these days. I don't know if it's just me. And I think I say that a lot. Like, I don't know if it's just me or if time is just going fast. It's going like really fast. And I got all these shows that I be trying to watch. I have like things that I try to write out. I have my blog that I try to write out. Try to still be inspired by things and not get so inundated by, uh, you know things going on on the news i try to really not watch the news as much because they run a lot of loops of the same story over and over again that's horrible and it can just get daunting and you feel like a woe is me is anything good in the world and then i have to see if there's any new animated movies on netflix or just watch my bob's burgers just to come up out of that so i think with social media a lot of things are just coming to a head that may not be so pleasant that sometimes you need to just detox your spirit of it type of thing so I think that I've been trying to just enjoy life more without being all involved all up in that so with that being said that comes with making mental memories now the tricky part about making mental memories is if you have a bad memory because you're not making any mental memories you know all you're doing is having flashes I myself don't really care to take a lot of pictures. I used to like to take pictures a lot, but then now I'm really just more so like the kind of person where I feel like a picture doesn't capture my true essence of everything. Now, I feel like I'm the kind of person that looks way better in person. I could take a picture of myself and look like a dead frog. I've just always said that people think it's hilarious, but I am telling you, people that know me will be like, this doesn't even look like you, or like every day I look different. I don't know what it is, I don't know. And I've really kind of been trying to get my mind around possibly having a reading, but you know, then a lot of, a lot of different outlets say that that's kind of a demonic thing that people don't want to really go into having a reading on their past lives and things of that nature. But I, myself, I'm kind of interested in that. It intrigues me. I can't front. It really, really does. But I'm not trying to open anything from another realm and be scared or shook and then I find out something about myself from the past that I don't want to I can't live with and deal with because I think ultimately that's how people probably go crazy moving along to my thing you possibly perhaps didn't know I chose to go with uh the movie Poltergeist now I'm a I'm a horror movie buff so I'm familiar with Poltergeist like it came out way back in the day when I was very young probably wasn't even a teenager yet and it actually the first movie was released the first one was released in june of 1982 so when it first came out there was a lot of like different like it it was just the first of its kind 
to where it was actually based on some true events. I didn't go into, I didn't research into that side of it. I more so was more interested in the five people that actually passed after the movie came out and they all were associated with the movie. So the first one that had actually passed from the movie after its first release was going to be the teenage daughter that was played in the movie. And it was actually a huge story back in the day whenever this came out, uh, whenever she was actually killed. So she was, it was released in June of 1982. And in November of that year, she was 22 years old. Her name was Dominique Dunn. And she played Dana, the family's older daughter. She was actually murdered. Dunn was strangled in her own driveway by her abusive ex-boyfriend. And so she actually was rehearsing for the miniseries V, which she was supposed to be starring in next after the poltergeist. So it looks like the boyfriend, which was a sous chef, John Sweeney, he showed up at her West Hollywood home in hopes to repair their relationship and moving back in with her. Uh, So pretty much an, an argument erupted in her driveway. And that's where the deadly um, attack took place. The police arrived at the scene and then her boyfriend stated, he, I've I've killed my girlfriend. She was still alive. They rushed her to uh, the hospital where she remained in a coma for five days and never regained consciousness. So that basically was three weeks before what would have been her 23rd birthday. And she was removed from life support and pronounced dead. So then the second person that actually died from that that movie, Poltergeist, it was like a really creepy villain. His name was Julian Beck, and he was a, I remember this guy actually from seeing the movie. He actually was like a a old school priest or something, and he had like a a whole black, like an Amish pastor or something. So he would just always be at the front door, like begging them to let him in. And he would just knock on the door and be like, let me in, let me in. And me being so young, I always thought that he just looked, they had some great makeup. You know what I'm saying? Because he really looked really, really demonic. And he also looked really ill and frail and sick. So more research on that. He actually had stomach cancer while they were shooting the film. And he was diagnosed with uh, stomach cancer in 1983. So his death wasn't really associated with the film. um, But he died like right after the first. um, He died right after the movie had came out. So that would be the second person that died associated with the poltergeist. The third person would have been Will Sampson. And he was actually Native American. And he actually passed away after the movie. But he had a pre-existing medical condition. He suffered from a chronic degenerative condition that caused him severe malnourishment. And other complications with his heart, skin, and lungs. He was only 53 at the time of death. And then the the hugest one that everybody was so shocked about, and I know I still remember being shocked about this, was um, the little girl, Heather O'Rourke. She was a cute little girl, so cute. And she looked like a baby doll. So she basically, with her, they they had told her that she had Crohn's disease. They told her parents that they had had, she had had Crohn's disease. And so that one of the side effects from that would have been that she had chipmunk cheeks. And if anybody remembers that movie, the little girl did have like these cute little fat chubby cheeks. She became severely ill like in 1988 when they were shooting part two. So her health just started just deteriorating at an alarming rate. She was rushed to the hospital where she ultimately died due to septic shock caused by undetected intestinal blockage. So basically the blockage ruptured and the toxins released in her body were just like too much. So during an operation, she was actually 12 years old at the time of this. 
it was also revealed that she had Crohn's disease, but the actual thing that was the main problem was acute bowel obstruction due to congenital stenosis. Stenosis? So that could have been surgically removed if it would have been detected sooner, but it wasn't. So that pretty much is why uh, she passed. Ultimately, she passed like right after the movie due to that. But back then, you know, who knows with all the different medical stuff back then, probably wasn't anything like now. So there probably was no way to tell that that was an actual bowel blockage or backup issue that she was going through with that. And then the actual final death after all of those four didn't happen until 17 years later after the release of the original movie. So, um, and it was actually from someone that you probably don't recall seeing in the original movie because he pretty much was just like a, um, he had a really minor role. He was a construction worker in it and his name in the movie was Pugsley. And, uh, so one day actually he was at home and he was gruesomely murdered in his home. So an ex-con with a history of mental health problems, on April 1st of 2009 was on the run after a violent altercation with his mother's ex-boyfriend when he randomly came across Pugsley Perlman's home two had never met and he killed him his reason just to steal his car so the case was settled two years later when the killer who stopped taking his medication for a bipolar disorder shortly before before the murder he was sentenced to life in prison so that is the end of the things you possibly perhaps did not know hopefully you learned something hopefully it didn't gross you out but it's just an interesting tidbit to take back somewhere and possibly have a good conversation with somebody about. Maybe your nana or your papa or your auntie. Who knows? Whoever was around back then. Maybe somebody like me that might find it interesting. So with my topic today, I'm going to call this releasing. I'm just going to release some things. Take time to sigh. Exhale. Ex- actually, exhale. Not exhale spreadsheet exhale so on september the 8th um i actually lost a really good friend to COVID. i have been teetering back and forth on whether to speak on it or not um, but i feel like a month has gone past now and i guess the thoughts of it haven't really gotten any easier i don't really i hadn't really encountered anyone close to me passing since my uncle did in 2015. So that was the last time I really had to deal with anybody passing that was close to me. But I actually met um, Jeannie when I was 27, working at um, this place uh, called Recall. Um, So basically, I met a few friends. I still know a few associates from there, actually. We both did, and we all like kept in in touch, and we still all keep in touch. Um, So when I actually saw the initial post go up, on her Instagram that she was in the hospital um, I knew that she had had previous um, her dad had passed like two months prior to September I want to say probably whew, probably even earlier than that um, so I know she was going you know dealing with that and I was trying to give her some space with that and so you know time goes by and things a lot of time goes past sometimes with friends that you don't have to speak to every day you just know once you do talk to them you guys just pick up and move on and, you know, you don't you don't really have to talk to them every day because they know you're not going anywhere. You know, they're not going anywhere type of thing. Um, I had known her since her kids were, like, still in middle school. Now they're almost 30. You know, so it's just a trip. It was just, I guess I was just flabbergasted whenever I actually uh, received the news um, that she didn't pull out of uh, That she didn't pull out of it from the COVID on September the 8th. So... I immediately just broke down, was in the gym, and just came home. I was like no good the rest of the day because it was just, I just couldn't believe it. She was only uh, 48, and 
two kids. She was a grandmother, married. I knew her husband and everything. So I ended up going to the um, funeral and everything. I won't go into all the details with that. But I say it to say, like, um, prior to that, she was on my mind, like, really heavy the week prior. Like, after I saw the Instagram post, I kind of was like, okay, I know she's going to pull out of that. So I'm just going to go ahead and probably I'll just call her like a couple of weeks later to just let her get calm I know she's probably being bombarded she can't really talk you know and if she's in ICU she can't be seen um still not really taking in the gravity of how serious it was because Jeannie had always always pulled through before and she was just always a real strong strong woman but none of us really I guess fully get the whole dynamic of COVID we only see it on TV you know what I mean and it had never gotten that close to me before and I don't know anyone that ever contracted it that's in my everyday um, so when it happened, I was just shell-shocked, man, for real, like completely shell-shocked by it and side-swiped and all those other things. And the service was really nice and all of that. And I just say that I share that to say, I think that a lot of times we get caught up in people that are not, um, around or that are no longer in our lives. And we put a lot of energy into things that are no longer here with us. And we don't celebrate enough the people that are still here with us or that that you know uh have standing ovations for us that show up to birthday parties that show up whenever you don't expect it that always show up when you ask them type of thing I think a lot of times that we take for granted the people that are around you know and I guess I'm just trying to give a word today and just say you know don't take for granted people being around if you're thinking about somebody and they're on in your dreams on your mind heavy you know you just can't get something out of your spirit like oh man I don't know I need to call I wonder how she doing blah blah call that person call them pick up the phone call them i'm not saying call your mortal enemy you know because you 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 always think about your mortal enemies (laughs) if anybody has enemies i don't know anybody that has any but you know people that you can't you know really deal with no more than i'm not really speaking on that i'm talking about the people that you know you might have a riff with or something or that you don't talk to all the time or just reach out and let them know hey how are you doing the strong friend that you may not hear from all the time ask them how they're doing you know, we're just texting and be like, hey, you're in my thoughts and my prayers. I love you. We're just thinking about you. That's pretty much it. And I just feel like at this age, I've just learned to give myself grace and forgive myself and forgive those around me sometimes that may not know what they're doing or if they hurt your feelings or just little things, minute things that you can get over and things, you know, because I'm, so, because one day you won't be able to speak to them again to tell them that, oh, I should have called. Oh, I should have did this. Oh, I should have did that. Now, of course, she's going to stay in my prayers and I paid my respects and I know where uh, the final resting place is and all those things. I couldn't really go to the second piece of it. I was too torn up for that. But, you know, I know she's definitely in my prayers and I know that she's definitely in a safe place, a good place, because she was a wonderful human being. I just want to say that, you know, a lot of times with us, we just have to, again, give ourselves grace. And we only have one, one trip around this thing in this, in this body. We really do. And just cherish all those moments. Cherish who loves you. Cherish the moments. Learn from your mistakes. But keep it pushing. Stay humble. Practice patience. Push all your ego aside. You know, pride is, pride is not good. It's just not a good thing to always hold on in, in two and a half. Now, yeah, you need to have standards for yourself and set boundaries that you won't let allow anybody to cross. But, you know, pride, being prideful, it doesn't get you anywhere but just hurt and angry for no reason. There's no point in it. You know, even if you can't, even if you can forgive and can't forget, then just forgive and forgive yourself and just keep pushing. You don't necessarily have to even ever talk to the person again that you're forgiving, that you forgave in your heart and that you asked your higher power or whatever to forgive that situation 
or forgive people for trespassing against you. But just, you know, keep it pushing. Just keep it pushing. Because there's always, there's 7.1 billion people in this world. There's always going to be people to surround you if you put yourself out there. With positive energy you'll get that back and as far as i go like i don't do a lot of um posting my personal relationships on social media and that works for me you know and of course it's of course it's because of things in the past and things like that where i have posted my personal relationships before but you know you kind of outgrow that stuff i know what i'm living in my own life so i don't really have to post it for anybody now it's good i'll post trips and stuff trips dips <laughs> different videos things of that nature but i'm never just gonna put everything on blast for the world to see because i cherish things in my personal life and i want to sometimes keep them personal and keep them private but that's not to say that anybody is ever hiding anything so I, I i definitely feel that everybody should be their authentic selves and just love and and bring bring light and bring joy to someone make somebody smile you know out of the blue surprise somebody you know send send postcards you know, I'm getting into that more like printing out my actual pictures that are on my cell phone as opposed to, oh, my storage is full. You need a new phone. Oh, the OneDrive is full. Oh, you need a Google One account because everything is full. All that kind of stuff like that. Get you some photo albums. Print those pictures out. Thumb, thumb through the, the photo album at your house. Sit on your couch. Turn the TV off. You know, take a magazine. You know, put a book in the bathroom as opposed to taking your phone. Little things like enjoy life. Like really enjoy it because once it's gone, it's gone. You know, that's it. It's no taking it back. It's no getting it back. And also like that voice, that thing where initial answer when you ask yourself something, that thing that you're, you're like, oh, should I be here? Oh, I'm going to pray and see if uh, God tell me to do this and do that and blah, blah. Whatever makes your stomach feel good is the right one to go with. If your stomach is constantly hurting about a decision or you're constantly having to try to make sure, make sure there's no confusion in anything that's supposed to be real and supposed to be for you. There's no confusion with it. It's straight up, this is what it is, it's me, this is it. Kind of thing, that's on friendship level, jobs, romantic level, anything that I've learned. Anything that I've, that anything that's ever truly been for me and I felt it was truly for me off top, works. Anything that I've always had to question or ask about and go back and make sure and check on it and this, 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 and this, and that and all that kind of stuff, it always goes back to how I felt initially when it first happened. It has. And that's the lessons that I've, that I've learned over my life thus far up until this point um so i just wanted to put that little tidbit out there as your fairy godmother type of thing i had to just take this episode to do that um and in my light skin keisha voice that's just that on that now moving on i wanted to go into the 1976 um label 1976 music spotlight so the two i actually picked i actually chose two bands this time today I chose um, two of my like I'm gonna always say my favorite stuff and I know people hate when people say that's my favorite because a lot of people have told me favorite is one thing or whatever well I have many favorites so whatever so two of my favorite bands <laughs> from back in the day I love the SOS band just found out today that the SOS band stands for sounds of success rightfully so and loose ends now the SOS band and loose ends they are at my top because they're always going to be at my top, first of all, because it's their music is timeless. And if you don't know who they are, I'm going to put it in my little uh, description um, on the front of the podcast so that you will know you can look them up yourself. If you don't know who they are, you need to look into them for real. Um, so the SOS band, uh, they have like, 
I want to say 85 members, but it looks about like seven of them. If you look up any of their live stuff and they did a lot of stuff on uh, Soul Train back in the day. And also Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis actually worked with them and they had hits like Just Be Good To Me, Just The Way You Like It, um, Tell Me If You Still Care. Their biggest hit was in 19, 1986 and it was a ballad called You're The Finest. Well, it was just called Finest, but I have their greatest hits album and their greatest hits CD still. And I got an SOS band station on my YouTube music. I'm telling you, they're awesome. They're awesome. Um, so get into them, SOS band. And then um, I also love Loose Ends. Now Loose Ends, they're from the UK and they're British. Now Loose Ends, I like to call them the first Fugees. Now they had two men and a woman. And the producer, which was Carl uh, McIntosh, uh, he was the one that I would say would be Wycliffe. And then the woman, her name was Jane Eugene, and she would uh, be the, she was the singer. And then Steve Nichols, he used to play the, the um, actual keyboard, and he was uh, the singer too. He would sing with her as well. But they had um, hits called um, You Got Me Hanging on Strings and um, Slow Down. Um, you can also find them, I'm sure, on, you can pull them up on YouTube. They were awesome. They were before their time. Um, I'd say Loose Ends and like Shalimar. I think Loose Ends were... They might have been out the same time as Shalimar was because Shalimar had the two dudes, Howard Hewitt, forgot the other guy's name, and then they had Jody Watley as the main singer. So see, a lot of these little three people bands like that would be Loose Ends, Shalimar, and the Fugees kind of thing. So it's something to be said for like a woman lead singer and just two dudes. I think it always works out until it doesn't because <laughs> they always end up breaking up for some reason. Everybody want to go solo. SOS Band is the only band that didn't break up out of them too like they never broke up they still um tour to this day actually and the lead singer actually um i'm gonna say her name is mary her last name escapes me but um she recently fell ill so i need to look a, bit, a little bit more into that now i did see that they were trying to find a uh like a sh uh, somebody to fit in somebody to take her place for a little while while she recuperates so i gotta tell some of my friends about that y'all can sing for the sos band girl be legendary so whenever you guys get a chance look up the sos band and loose ends i promise they will not um disappoint and so that wraps up my show for today i hope you guys have enjoyed and it was a short little show um but hopefully you enjoyed it and if you'd like to reach out to me you can reach me at label 976 at gmail.com you can listen to my podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow it. Also, you can read my blog at label1976.blogspot.com. And until next time, please remember, it's good to be loved, but profound to be understood. <laughs>